Hello, and welcome to Wretched. Hello, Hello. boys. Hi, there. Hi, Mish. How are you doing? Good. Luke, welcome back. I survived. You survived your colonoscopy, oh. according to Levi. Oh my colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, good to see you in one, yeah. one fluid piece. Today, we are going to be talking about something very fun. I'm very excited to talk to you about it. But just quickly to all of our listeners out there, just excuse the audio quality on this episode. Uh, two of us here at Wretched have had to get COVID tests and are self-isolating. So we are recording this over Zoom. Levi, are you still with us? I'm here, as long as we don't disclose which two are isolated. <laughs> <laughs> Dead giveaway. Oh, that's Dead giveaway. COVID shame today. <laughs> <laughs> no COVID shaming. We're also being very responsible. We want to be protected when we go and see our families on Christmas. Exactly, exactly. Don't want Grammy to get COVID. No, that would be terrible. Mm. Okay, but, but on that note, this is the Christmas episode. Oh, yay. Yay. Well, I don't know. Festive episode. I don't know if it's going to be out on Christmas. So let's just call it like cool. the end of the year the, episode. The, the holiday season episode. The holiday season episode. Because mm. the story we're going to talk about took place around this time of year. Oh, oh. Mm. okay. Our, our, our Patreon subscribers will, will probably be catching a theme right about now with our virtual yes. backgrounds. I'm sure they will. Uh, I'm sure they can see it's quite fiery. Up hot hot in, in here. His A. <laughs> so the episode's also special because we'll be talking about a story that did not take place in or on the African continent. Mm. We're going into where, where are you taking us to, Mishi? Where do you think I'm taking you to? South hmm. America. Can we, a, can we have a I'm hint? I'm actually very disappointed. Is it, is it just America? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just America. <laughs> but oh, darn. It, oh, darn. But it's also special because it involves one of the biggest mysteries of all time, which is spontaneous human combustion. Sorry, spontaneous human combustion. Spontaneous mm-hmm. human combustion. Do you guys not know what that is? <laughs> Spontaneously <laughs> setting a light. This is surprisingly topical because a couple of weeks ago, my girlfriend showed me uh, the first few minutes of a movie. The name of which, like the exact wording of the name escapes me right now, but it's almost exactly teenagers exploding or something like that it literally is a movie about teenagers who just explode for no reason it's called teenage hormones (laughs) we all go through it It happens to all of us today today's story is about spontaneous human combustion which is something that has been apparently attributed to over 200 deaths but this is a real thing this isn't this isn't like no, this is the real. episodes we've this done on like aliens where it's like there's speculation and there's theories and stuff. No. This is this is like this people just pop. Yeah, this is real. This really happens to people. I thought we agreed. Oh I thought we agreed that the alien thing did happen, guys. 
Levi, you're right. There's not enough to worry about in 2020. Now I've got to worry about it just exploding. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Murder bees. What were they? Killer bees. Murder ones. Okay, but now I want to hear this because when you say they pop or combustible as in they physically set on, I said, alive. So we'll learn more about this when we talk about the story. But spontaneous human combustion is special. Because when people, you know, are combust, <laughs> they're like, environment doesn't burn with them. They're, it's often just found like does, a pile of ash on the floor. This does sound like this movie. This does sound like that. Well, look, they do apparently burn like a fire. They don't explode. Like they burn until ash. So, Which so... Which is something... I'm that, walking down the road with you yeah. and all of a sudden you're in flames. Yeah. There was a, per, a guy once who apparently burst into flame in the middle of the street. I need, I need Guys, the story I'm now. I need the story right yeah. okay. now. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. getting more confused, confused. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Oh, something that we quickly need to cover before we can start the story. From experience, you know, we got to discuss this, Okay. The story takes place uh, in, in 1855, all right? Okay. I'm going to show you some pictures of what 1855 looks like so we can all... <laughs> so we can cast, we can, we can create our mind palaces. <laughs> exactly. So we can all picture the scene. So this is a okay. house in the time period. Okay. okay. That is a person. From the time period. <laughs> Patreon subscribers, you they can look, see these pictures. They look so different. <laughs> <laughs> these are some more people. Here is a farm. Okay. All right, all right. Okay. So, now we can all picture the scene, correct? Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm back in 19, 1855. Okay. Levi, are you with us? I'm trying to get to 1855. It's, you know, I'm just getting past the Cold War. Like, give me some time. <laughs> okay, so... Are we ready? Let's do this. Very. In the early morning hours of the 25th of December, 1885... Sorry, Mish. Sorry, Mish. Yeah. Uh, eight, is it yeah. 85 or 55? 1885. Oh, shit. Okay. I thought we said 55 earlier. I definitely said 55 earlier. That's only 30 That's years okay. difference, though. <laughs> it's <laughs> only the same era. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Same era. I just wanted to same check. Same era. Okay. In the early morning hours of the 25th of December, 1885, Matilda Rooney, along with her husband, died under suspicious circumstances at their farmhouse in Illinois, USA. To this day, the exact way in which the couple died is unexplained. Matilda and Patrick Rooney were an elderly couple that lived at their farm outside Seneca, Illinois. The pair had pretty much retired and their son John had taken over most of the work on the farm. Thus, as many are inclined to do in retirement, they drank. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Cool. What else are you going to (laughs) do? That's what I'm going to do when I retire. (laughs) They loved their whiskey and often enjoyed a jug of it before bed. 
Oh my god, it really was like in the old cartoons. It's like a jug with XXX yes. on it. Yep. Moonshine. Mm-hmm. And that shit's way stronger than the shit oh, yeah. we drink now. Yeah, because they make it in the barn. Mm-hmm. They got that organic shit going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they most certainly fell into the category of heavy drinkers. On December the 24th, 1885... One of the Rooney's farmhands, a man named John Larson, was spending Christmas Eve with the family. He said later that Patrick and Matilda had consumed a lot of alcohol during the evening, and he had eventually excused himself around 8pm and went upstairs to sleep in the spare bedroom, while the couple's son, John Rooney, returned to his home. Sometime during the night, Larson recalled waking up due to having some trouble breathing. He then drifted back to sleep almost immediately and didn't wake up again until the following morning, December 25th. Christmas! <laughs> Christmas! <laughs> and he ran to the tree to see what Santa brought him. <laughs> what he awoke to was a horrific, acrid smell and a haze in the air. He also found soot on his pillow and around the bed. Confused, he hurried downstairs, searching for Patrick and Matilda. Soon, out of the corner of his eye, he spotted a figure lying on the floor of the couple's bedroom. After inching forwards, he saw that it was Patrick Rooney. He was dead and covered in soot and a greasy residue. Larson decided to flee the house due to the smell and smoky haze because he thought he might asphyxiate if he stayed in the house. Larson soon ran to the neighbours to tell them of the horrific sight within the Rooney home. He also found and told John Rooney, who then sent for a doctor. Intriguing, no? Very. (laughs) And there was no actual fire still happening. There was no actual... No need to ring the fire department. Well, not that he saw. Hmm. Hmm. And who's the fire department in 1885? It's literally just a dude with a bucket. With a pail. Dudes with buckets. Yeah. 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 But I mean, this was on a farm as well. So you would expect like people running to and from like Mm. the well with buckets, like Mm. just your neighbors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But clearly it wasn't a big enough fire for their neighbors to see. No, no. Well, I mean, it surely would have either asphyxiated him or woken him up more. Exactly. As well. He just had a light little eh and then went back to sleep. (laughs) Shame. I know what's coming and I feel... Oh, no. Okay. okay. (laughs) Am I being a dick? (laughs) I mean, Luke... Luke, we can all see what's coming, Luke. (laughs) Despite police arriving swiftly... It took until the following day for a doctor to arrive from Port Huron, Michigan, to carry out an inquest. Dr. Floyd Clendenin later printed his account of the events of Christmas 1885 in the Therapeutic Gazette in 1889. This is the article that he wrote. Dr. G. A. Stockwell of Port Huron, Michigan, writing in the Therapeutic Gazette for March on spontaneous combustion of the human body, called to mind a peculiar case which came under my observation 
while coroner of the LaSalle County, Illinois. I will give the facts and then leave it to the judgment of those who may be seeking evidence pro and con on this subject, upon which we have all read, but knew no more. On Christmas morning, 1885, I was telephoned to go to Seneca, a village in the eastern part of the country, to hold an inquest on the bodies of Mr. and Mrs. R, who were found dead in their farmhouse near said village. I immediately got on a train and in due time was at the scene of disaster, where I found a large crowd of curious spectators. I had once impaneled a jury of the most intelligent citizens, one of whom was an MD, and proceeded to investigate. The first thing that attracted our particular attention was the peculiar, sickening odour which pervaded everything in and about the large frame farmhouse where the accident occurred. The inner walls of the house and the furniture were heavily coated with a dirty, greasy, sooty substance. We found the house was occupied the night preceding by Mr. R and wife, an aged couple of Irish people, who were both, more especially the old lady, addicted to the excessive use of whiskey, and an old Swedish man who was almost an imbecile and perfectly harmless. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no <laughs> Listen, he's thick as pig shit But don't oh worry, he doesn't, he doesn't bite So this is their way of saying He was on the spectrum Yeah Probably, yeah Okay. Yeah. So brother was a little Whoa. slow Okay, that's fine Of course am I completely harmless by, by, you know, that's, that's perfect. Oh, so good. You know, I know a imagine, lot of completely harmless imagine, people. Imagine some, but 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 Levi, it's it's the implication that they have to introduce you as such. That is the <laughs> like. Mm -hmm. Imagine if someone's like, "This is my friend Levi. He's perfectly harmless." You'd and like, excuse he's an imbecile. What, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He's almost an imbecile, but perfectly, but perfectly harmless. harmless. <laughs> The latter invariably got up at five o'clock, but on this occasion he did not rise until near eight o'clock and was scarcely able to give the alarm to neighbors near by owing to his being nearly asphyxiated in his room, which was in the upper portion of the house and the doors closed between. He died two weeks later from the effects of the poison inhaled that night. On entering the house, we found Mr. R lying dead on the floor by his bed, adjoining the kitchen, his room door being ajar. In the kitchen we found the furniture all in its usual place, a tallow candle on the table, one third burned, appeared to have been extinguished by Mrs. R, as it was her custom to be the last of the household to retire. They did not use anything but common candles for illuminating the house. We found a hole burned in the kitchen floor, which was made of inch pine boards, two feet six inches by about three feet square, the earth being about two feet below the floor. Eight feet from this hole in the floor was the kitchen range, in which subsequent proof showed the fire had gone out at 8 p.m. on the 24th. So the range just means, I think that's like, 
another word for fireplace. Oh, okay, <clears throat> okay. Because like, I was going to say, maybe, if the fire went out at eight, that's like, yeah, I was, I was not sure about it. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, it was like the stove or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a... Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's something that's something that's meant to be on fire. <laughs> yeah, so it's, he, it's, it's heating the house, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because at this time it's winter in America. Yes, true, true. And so in Illinois it too, it's probably fucking freezing. cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Upon examining the opening in the floor, we discovered a mass of cinders on the ground beneath. Upon removing them, we found the skull the cervical and half the dorsal vertebrae reduced very nearly to a cinder. Also about six inches of the right femur together with part of ilium in about the same state as the vertebra. The feet were found in the shoes. The left foot was reduced to a cinder, the shoe being partially calcined. Tough fucking shoes, hey? Those grasshoppers. In other... <laughs> Remember those grasshoppers that people used to wear at school? I do. I had them. Those rubber soles. The those rubber soles helped. Yeah, those fat rubber soles. Yeah, those those went through anything. Well, uh, during in most spontaneous human combustion cases, there are often feet left over. Like the whole body will burn except for the feet. I guess, I mean, we'll probably talk about the the mechanics of spontaneous combustion a bit more later. But I guess because it, it has to be fueled by something like in the torso, and the feet, I guess, are the furthest away from that. Like that's what I think. Yeah, yeah I don't that's know. What I, think. I guess, but uh, but more on that. It's just later. a common. Yeah, more on that later. Let's finish <laughs> this man's article. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The left foot was reduced to a cinder, the shoe being partially calcined. I don't know if that's calcined or calcined. We do our research on this podcast. <laughs> we do. We absolutely do. <laughs> the other foot and shoe were reduced to a complete cinder. So that means that the left foot was still... It still looked like a foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The rest was just completely gone. Yeah. Or, you know... Yeah. The other parts of the body and clothing were reduced to a very light cinder, leaving no shape of former body. The clothing entirely gone. Upon removing the entire remains of Mrs. R, who a few hours previously had weighed 160 pounds, were now placed in a box that would hold less than one bushel. The entire remains weighed 12 pounds. The evidence disclosed the fact that Mrs. R had been an, a habitual drinker, had drank more than a quart of whiskey during the previous day, was intoxicated when last seen alive at 8 p.m. It appeared as if Mrs. R had burned on the floor without a struggle, but why the floor did not continue to burn is a mystery. The pine joist against which the remaining cinders lay was slightly charred, but not burning when found. There was not any evidence of a blaze having occurred. The skull and hip bone were really the only evidence by which it could be told that a human body had been cremated there. That's nuts. That is truly nuts. 
that that's a thing it is that nuts, can happen. Right? I, yeah. So is, yeah. is that the end of his report? That's the end of his report. He did so what, what, only give facts. So what is the theory? Well, I'm about to get into the theories. Okay. Please do. But uh, <laughs> Levi, what did you ask now? No, no, I, I was saying that he just he just told us exactly what he saw as he disclosed in the beginning of his report. But I mean, he, yeah, yeah, he's because he was clearly confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is like so, long. I don't know, man. This is just what I found. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because the other like stories of uh, spontaneous human combustion that I found are all like much closer to our time that these have happened. Like mm. a lot of things happening in like the seventies. There was one that happened in twenty eleven recently. Oh yeah, where? Also in America. This is like it's like aliens. This is you know. It's all in America. America has okay, all cool. of them. <laughs> The official investigation showed that Matilda had died of spontaneous human combustion and her husband had died from asphyxiation from inhaling the fumes from the fire as he slept. He did not wake up, it is theorized, because he was passed out drunk from drinking a jug of whiskey. Okay. Jeez. So they so they reckon that he passed out off the bed, like against the wall where they found him, and then died of asphyxiation. Okay. Yeah. Sounds basically. about right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I have to be honest. If I drank a jug of whiskey, no, 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 I, I'd that wasn't a sarc- die. <laughs> that wasn't sarcastic. That sounds exactly <laughs> like what might have happened. This whiskey was a key component of the theory, as the police and doctor both pointed to it as being the likely catalyst. To the combustion mm. as is in many cases of spontaneous human combustion almost always the victim is addicted to alcohol <laughs> or a heavy drinker <laughs> are you laughing Levi? <laughs> if someone was going to burst in flames it's someone that's pumping some gasoline into themselves but you know fair enough ethanol it makes complete sense i don't like i'm just like yeah yeah, no, 100%, 100%. That's, but like, <laughs> what would cause it to combust? Like, Okay, we'll get to it. Okay, okay. It is believed that the buildup of gases in the body mixed along with raised blood alcohol levels, the body is at risk of igniting. This has been mostly disproven in modern lab studies, however. It is now believed that an external source of combustion is always needed. When they say modern, they mean in 1905, they realize that was dumb shit. I was going to say, surely, surely the body consciousness ignites itself. Like, what would cause that? You know, I understand there being a lot of, like, explosive potential um, or flammable yeah. material but <laughs> but aren't we 70 percent you know, water as well in this case that we're looking mm. at what would the external source be because she was found downstairs by the kitchen okay okay we're gonna get to it so that that's the combustion theory okay, okay. then there's murder okay obviously yeah 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 early on john larson became a suspect because he had been staying with the Roonies that night. However, he was quickly cleared due to the fact that they found 
The greasy soot from the fire had made a clear outline of his body on the bed that he slept in, proving okay. that he did not leave the bed during the blaze. <laughs> so there was an okay, outline. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought, and, I thought you were going to say he was, he was given the all clear because he was an imbecile. And they were like, yeah. nah, he couldn't be him. <laughs> he's harmless. <laughs> well, that's why no, he's wait, harmless. No, he lets me lay there still that it made a chalk outline of his dumb ass while she's roasting in the kitchen. <laughs> That's why he's homeless. (laughs) The couple's son, John Rooney, also came under fire, however. He too was cleared, as there was no evidence that an accelerant had been used to cause the fire, as well as the lack of injury to his father, other than suffocation from inhaling the fumes of the fire. So, the murder theory quickly goes out the window, because, I mean, who done it? It just doesn't make much sense. Doesn't make any sense. Like on a motive standpoint and just a like <laughs> but they set like a person how? on fire. That's just such an impractical way to kill someone. Set the house on fire, it sir. Is. Set the person yeah, on but fire. Not... Like it's weird. And how did you manage to contain <clears throat> the blaze? You know, how yeah. <laughs> uh, it just wild. doesn't make so sense. So we're saying that a more realistic story is to blame is her unfavorable <laughs> pH balance and her avid whiskey drinking. So that's what you guys are saying. Great dispelling yes. any logical theories. And let's get to the facts here, okay? She didn't have enough alkaline Levi's and she being, had a drinking problem. <laughs> Levi is being so harsh right now. Wow. Levi. But I'm just saying, this okay, is what well, we're going along with here. No, well, this, the, let me tell you the last theory, which they think is fairly okay. possible. Sorry, listeners, if you hear screaming in the background, it's my dog's chew toy. I cannot stop it. I also have a very um, vociferous homeless man in the background, if you're hearing him right now. <laughs> yeah, what? some baby going here at the bottom. Hey, it's the holiday you know? season. Professional podcasting. <laughs> oh, yeah. So professional. The accident theory. Some theorize that Matilda was the victim of an accident and the wick effect taking place. Ah, Is is that when you kill someone's dog and then they just murder you? (laughs) Set you on fire. (laughs) That was very sharp, Luke. Yo, that was sharp. (laughs) It is said that she could have easily ignited by encountering a source of heat or flame. In this case, both the buildup of alcohol in her body and the wick effect were the culprits. The wick effect is a process where the body's fat and clothing act like a candle, keeping the fire from spreading beyond it. Okay. Also, really not scientifically accurate. Oh? Now. Okay, okay, yeah. A lot of it has to do with the fat content of the body. Mm. So most of the people who have combusted have been overweight Mm. or have had a significant fat content on their body. So actually, this woman was 160 pounds. So she wasn't much bigger than me. But maybe she had quite a lot of fat on her body. Like she maybe maybe didn't have muscle or... That's cool. Or she was, or she was a small woman, and then one hundred and sixty pounds is maybe sure. more. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't I'm know. quite tall, so... How tall are you? I should weigh... Well, I'm 1.72. Really? Damn. You are tall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so, I guess she could have been a short woman. But, she could have but, been a short, overweight woman. Sure, but which, even so, like, that seems... That doesn't mean she's got to burst into flames, though. Yeah, that seems so... No, seems but, so but when she does burst into flames, the fat content of her body is what makes her burn and what makes that sticky residue. Okay, sure, so how many sure. official cases of human combustion do we have? Two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred over a course of how many years? I mean, forever, forever. As that's long, that's as all far recorded as cases. Okay. And okay. geographically, yeah. are these all in the United States of America? I mean, I, I was ge- generalizing when they say they all happen in America. They don't okay. all happen in America, but, I mean. During my research, I like watched a lot of videos about people who have, you know, combusted, and there are a few really famous stories. Mm. This is one of the least famous ones, Mm. or I didn't really come across it very much. But there's one Mm. about a woman. They call her the Cinder Woman. Okay. And that was in about like 1970, 1980, maybe. That's very recent. I'm not. I'm not sure on the details, but she basically was in her she was sitting in her chair at night she took two sleeping pills or two carmatives and she had a cigarette in her hand and she fell asleep with a cigarette in her hand and then her like landlords smelled smoke coming from her apartment but she smoked so she was like ah oh, she's she's smoking mm. or whatever so she left it and then the next morning she tried to open the door but the handle of the door was too hot for her to touch so she called some people to come and open the door and when they got inside, she had combusted. And all that was left of her was her feet. Her feet were still unburnt. They weren't even... They were just in her shoes and her slippers. This is so, this is so the, bizarre. This is so and the weird. Chair that she, the chair that she was in was burnt. A light socket that was behind her had melted. But other than that, a stack of newspapers that were right next to her didn't burn. But she and her skull shrank to the size of a cup. And also, okay. for your body to cremate, it has to burn at like 3,000 no, degrees so, for like four hours. So this is, this is what makes me think that this is a chemical reaction rather than like a combustive one. It's not like a fire. Because oh, none no. of this is how fires work. Uh, what That's little I know about fires, I know... Because also, if the, handle, if the handle to a door is hot, it usually means there's a fire still going on inside. And if you bust that door open, you're going to have a bad time because you're letting a lot of oxygen in and it's just going to smack you in the face. So that would be a poor move. I'm not sure what steps they took to avoid that. But like, if they opened it up and there's well, no the actual handle, fire burning. The handle could also be really hot because the fire inside burnt for a very, very long time. Because guess, the yeah, like roof and ceiling yeah. was black with soot, so okay, the fire sure, there yeah. was definitely smoke. There has to be smoke for there to be soot. So okay, so so, what, so, so there must be some kind of reaction that is very um, God, the high school science. Come on, come back to me right now. Um, <laughs> what's it, what's it called when it's like <clears throat> shit? <laughs> um, you can do Use it. Your words, like a like a like a inward sort of reaction. Like a like a it's it's not it doesn't give off energy. It like 
stays contained uh, or something. So you're saying that someone is burning from the inside so, out. More, it implodes. More like, more, more like melting, almost. Because burning, burning is like a... It's, it's endo and exo is the... I can't remember the second part of the word, but like an exo exothermal, that's what it is. An exothermal reaction uh-huh. is like fire outside, I think, anyway. Mm-hmm. Exothermal mm-hmm. is like fire on the outside. It like gives off all this energy, whereas endo would be like in, I think. Um, but yeah, whatever that opposite would be, where it's like, it's just this chemical reaction that's happening to this very specific set of compounds, yes. and it doesn't burst into a fire that can then move around, you know, move through the room and stuff. So it gives well, off and it heats and it gives off smoke, but it doesn't produce flames, put it that way. But for there to be soot, there must be flames. Because there must be smoke. Is it? And is black, it, uh, like, like something must be burning to give off soot. But do you... Like, do you know what I'm like saying? There's, like, there's heat and, also, and there's a reaction, but is it necessarily flames? Is that the only way that you can get... Well, like, try... <clears throat> well, th- okay... Think about this. When you put toast in a toaster and you yeah. let it burn, you get soot. If it's like, I know this because yeah, the other day but I let no, toast but in a toaster. But there's no flame. It, Your toast yes, doesn't catch a light. But it's extremely hot and there's smoke. Yes, yes. There has to be, so there has to be smoke. Okay, sm- smoke, yes. Smoke, I'm here. You know, and she smelled smoke and, and all that. The landlord smelled smoke and everything. So that, you know, no, smoke for sure. I'm talking flames, actual, mm. these guys. Well, maybe there's not actually flames, but I mean, some people say that they've seen people combust and that they're on fire. Yeah, fuck. But I'm also like, how true can that be? I I find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe. I completely agree with Luke that I think that we call it combustion because that's what we understand. And the after effects are only from what we understand. We see that where that could come from and that is a fire. But if our bodies are going to do what they say happens and people turn to ash. It's got to have a different, and nothing else is affected around it. It's got to all be internal and it's got to be that something chemically going on. <laughs> but it has to be really hot. Yes. Like whatever it is, has to be extremely hot. It has to be hot enough yeah. to cremate a person and their entire okay, but body. Like when it's happening internally, it might have sure. different requirements. Than, than having to cremate someone from the outside, you know? Mm. The entry points are yeah, different, but, and the exits are different. Yeah. It's, it's actually completely I, the I, opposite, maybe. Uh, but I agree, because I don't think this is... Again, I just don't think this is a fire sort of thing. It just doesn't behave like fire at all. So, like, to cremate a body, you need flames that are insanely hot to burn flesh and, and bone and all of that. You, to break all that down with fire, it needs to be an extremely hot fire or mm-hmm. furnace or whatever. To break it down with chemicals, like if you put like acid, certain acid or alkaline things mm. on other things or with other things, you get a reaction and it can produce smoke and stuff. And there is, there is heat yes. generated from that, but it's not fire. Yeah. It's not the same yes. thing. Well, look, also with the cinder woman, something that was noted yeah. was that when firemen arrived... They said that it was so hot inside the room that they couldn't go inside. That's so, see, like that's yeah. so weird because you would. The think fire like, was gone, but it was too hot. But then, then surely the shit in her room would also burn, like the stuff that's just like paper, like newspapers, like you say, like 
Yeah. It doesn't have to touch flame to catch light. If it's just hot enough at night, I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know if something's just hot enough. Will it? But it'll burst into flame. It burst into flame. I don't. I don't know. I feel like certain materials would. I don't know. I really. That's like hey. like when you take a magnifying <laughs> glass. No, when you take a magnifying glass and you put it over like newspaper or something, you mm-hmm. like target the sun. It's just very localized heat, right? That's what yes. you do. I guess, yeah. You're just channeling light. all this light a, into there's, it. It's there's light. light as well. So there's maybe a difference there because they're light particles. I don't know, yeah. And heat. I guess heat is just particles. If anyone who's listening to this is an actual scientist yeah. or student Please. of sciences, firstly, we're yeah. very sorry. Because yeah. this must be painful. Yeah. But also, please tell us in whatever comment section you can find. I don't know where they would send us. To. Email tell us. Tell us on Facebook. Email us. DM, like, DM us. DM please. us on I Instagram. We need know. to know also, the truth. I never promise smash anybody facts. Like <laughs> so. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah, Since do we're that as the well. Spiel, do all the social things. But no, I yeah, because this is just too confusing for for my very rudimentary knowledge of science and oh. you know, memory of high school physics. Like, I like it though so because weird. it kind of it kind of like gives me it makes me think that anything is possible. You know, <laughs> <laughs> life is magic. Life is magic. We can just and burst into know, flames at any point. Yeah, because Levi, we not there aren't enough things to be afraid of. In this you life. know exactly. You know if because if if one can spontaneously burst into flames, then it's also okay to spontaneously burst into song. Ah, oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Wretched. If you had a good time and you would like to help us make more of these shows, find us on Patreon and for as little as five dollars a month. You will gain access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content while helping us local creators do what we love. If you have a story you would like us to take a look at, please email us at wretchedpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook so you never miss an episode. Wretched is produced by Corsi Kamalo. Co-produced and hosted by me, Michelle Nell. Co-hosted by Levi Brown and Luke Housden. Wretched is recorded and mixed by Soundcast Studios. Our music is by Purple Planet. See you next time.